Uh, welcome to For What It's Worth. I'm a horrible person. You leave stuff laying around? An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. No, no, you can't do that because I seriously think of Five Nights at Fred Meyer every time someone says that. I'm back again, guys. Fire Breath isn't feeling super good, so I'm doing this. Well, we have a choice here. Yeah, tell them what our choice is. What are the choices? Limbago in Idaho. <laughs> I hope you're all well again. I hope you're excited for today's episode. And I wish I had something witty to say, but I don't. There are certain women I just want to bitch slap. <laughs> so in summary, people are awful. <laughs> Only- it's kind of true. So without further ado, here are your hosts for this episode. And hello, everybody. This is Sammy, and uh, you're tuned in for another episode of For What It's Worth. So let's get right back to it. I've got uh, Rue and Click with me here today. How are Hi you guys, guys doing? How's hey. it going? They actually let me out of the closet. <laughs> I'm here. He's still yeah. leashed, though. <laughs> oh. It's the only way to keep you under control. Um, Sammy. Yeah. What have you been up to? Oh, not a whole ton. Um, being, I mean, let's see, since the last time I was here, um, just been playing games. Got a couple of acting-ish jobs. Well, I got... You got some acting acting jobs? Yes, acting-ish jobs, yeah. (laughs) Well, one was on camera, but I had no lines. But it was nice. It was a commercial, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a commercial. But I got to jump into a pool, so that was really... That was fun. (laughs) It was a nice pool. I didn't want to leave the pool. Um, And then I also uh, got to do some character work on another podcast, actually, for one that does stories, so... I got to read for one of their characters, which was awesome. Um, and then other than that, I've been working my butt off. And we all. Um, between regular work and commission work, um, I've been trying to squeeze in game time, but that's <laughs> not very often right yeah. now. But I've been playing Pokemon Snap, like everyone else. You've been snapping? I've been What's snapping. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't have a switch. You know what Pokemon Snap I know, is. I, <laughs> I was say, how could you not? You're like, in the generation. I have a Twitter. I can't. How can you not know what right? that game is? <laughs> have you snapped all the 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 mans? No, no, I've only done like the first like three levels. Like I'm not very far. Well, you know but. what? Normally, we introduce our guests later, but you know what? I'm going to throw him in the mix because this is a total topic that I know <laughs> that he absolutely adores and loves. And and the look on his face when you said I three know. was so disappointing. <laughs> I know. He's mad at me. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I've just been so busy. I mean, I've got... I work 40 hours, and then I go home, and I've got... COVID tags to print and paint and harnesses to sew and voice stuff to do. I mean, geez. Isn't one job enough? I know, right? (laughs) So, Barnaby, how far are you in Pokemon Snap? I have gotten to the mythical one and officially beaten the game. (gasps) But not 100%ed it yet. I have not beaten the game itself. I just unlocked the like volcano-ish like end area. I also only did get it, like, last Monday. I didn't get it right when it came out. Oh, okay. Because I had 
pre-ordered it and the delivery was like you'll get it at the end of may and, and we tried to go to best buy and, and best buy was yeah. closed at like seven, seven. <laughs> so I had a bit of a delayed start. But other than that, that's uh, about it. Um, life's unexciting. What well, about you, Rue? Well, <laughs> I heard that you were doing house renovations. Yeah, that's in amongst everything else. Uh, doing floors, getting our electrical updated, getting a central air put in, which I'm very excited for. So, you know, it's just always something. I've been playing Monster Hunter. I've been hunting monsters. Doing lots of hunting and like carving yeah, that's stuff another and one. that's another one I want to play. It's eventually. it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it playing with playing with some friends and stuff like that. But then you then you have that one friend that you play with them one evening and then you play them with the, the next evening and they're like level like twenty levels ahead of you <laughs> and it's like God you have no life, my friend. Just kidding, you're my friend. I love you. Aww. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of time. What about you, Clay? Yeah, no kidding. Um, work and responsible home ownership. <laughs> Bruce gonna know all about that soon. Oh I'm a homeowner now. A homeowner. Home I own a home. A homer. A homer. I will be moving in there in a month. Yeah. Yep. Just work during the week and yard work on the weekends. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, suburban life. I know, right? Yeah. I hate yard work. Absolutely. I don't hate it. It's the worst. See, Rue got lucky. They're going to be living in I don't know. HOA. They don't have a yard. I don't know. Like, we're well, trying to get the HOA to play usually for Usually HOAs don't do that kind of stuff. Really? All they do is write you tickets for stuff you don't do. Oh. <laughs> yeah, our HOA will, will be taking care of our yard and stuff like that, so we don't have to worry about that. But still, it's like we're we're running into a plumbing situation where we... Um, where outside of our lovely unit or our condo, uh, we have roots that are growing in our line. And as far as what everybody else has told us is that anything outside of the home, it's the HOA's responsibility. And they're trying to find ways not to pay a $250 bill to get it fixed. Of course. So, yeah. Anywho, so HOAs, yay, I'm learning about them. Yeah. And how they don't do anything. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, I don't ever want to live somewhere with HOAs, but that's okay. We tried, but this housing market oh, sucks, sucks. Yeah. absolutely terrible. At so, this point, it's take what you can get well, and it's, enjoy it's it. Not, you know, it's not the end of the world. You just got to deal with extra shit. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. End of the world was last year. Yeah, right? Yeah. Where actually, that was a good time to buy a home. Was when the end of the world was happening. Really. I don't know. I think the market was still <laughs> it, hot. Then. It never it changed. Still, yeah, it's it's been like this. So we bought our house in 2015 down here, and I think that's when it was starting to ramp up to this craziness. And now it's just gotten more and more insane. I don't think it's chilled out at all. Yeah, when 10x and I got our home back in 2010. Yeah, no, that was probably like the lowest it's been ever in a lot. Yeah, and <laughs> at least in this millennia. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. You guys chose the best time. You could sell your home probably right now for a half a mil, and then you know Go and that has a reasonable down payment and have the same monthly payment. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And get the same size house same somewhere size house. else. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, we've we've had this conversation. 
Oh, well. Buddy anyway. and I did, too. That's why we're like, you know what? We'll just make this home nicer. Yeah, yeah. no, we're uh, just investing. Yep. Responsible home ownership. Yay. We're adults. <laughs> All right, Rue, well, you got some cookies on your face. Well, cookie crumbs on your face. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I had to. I just had my peep coffee. And I had to have a cookie to go with what, it as well. Peep, not pink. That sounded like pink, but peep, as in P-E-E-P, as in he put a marshmallow peep in his coffee. <laughs> but we'll have you guys know, he doesn't like to put sugar in his coffee. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I'm diabetic, right? A, a peep isn't sugar. What are you talking Health about? Health first. Uh, yeah, peeps are just chemicals. Yes. I'm healthy. Will he reuse another one? Is he ready? Is he going to bed with pastries again? It's Ruse Cookie Time, not sponsored by Betty Crocker. Alright, so the cookie for today is we have... You will inherit a large sum of money in bed with a cookie. That's illegal in most states. I mean, (laughs) in most states, yes, but... You know, I have worked really hard <laughs> to be able to gain the wealth that I have, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard of people rolling around in bed with money, but do you roll around in bed with cookies? Well, duh. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, it just seems roll. awfully messy. I yeah. mean, you you can change your sheets afterward, I mean. Okay, well, now that we've got Rue's cookie crumbs all brushed off of his bed. Ah, that was good. <laughs> Let's continue That's this. Nice. <laughs> oh, you have you have one right here. Right here. Oh, okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, um, we kind of halfway did it, but let's do a formal guest introduction. <laughs> Our guest today is Barnaby. Hello. <laughs> so... Barnaby, tell us about yourself. Um, I guess in the furry world, old English <laughs> sheepdog, all about the dad aesthetic and <laughs> the just dad. being a dork and really like, you know, costumes and gear and all that stuff. How long have you been in the fandom? I've been in the fandom since 2002. Yeah, Winter Olympics is about when I found it. Was it the mascots at the Winter Olympics that did it for you? No. Did we have it mascots here? Yeah, yeah, we did. We had a a bear. Uh, oh, that's right. There we was a bear, the, the, the hair, the bunny, and, the and a fox. And fox. What, no, mm-hmm. was it, I thought it was a coyote. I thought it was a fox. I don't sure remember. It was a fox. Oh, I remember there was, was three of them. I know yeah. it was copper, powder, and um, silver. Oh, right. Only furries would remember, would remember any of that. the names <laughs> of the mascots. Yeah, the names of the 2002 Salt Lake yeah. Winter Games. 
hey, all their mascots have been pretty crummy since. Right. Yeah, those ones were yeah, super They're the ones cute. like they just were cute. laying in Rue's bed. Yeah. Oh, ouch. That is a good question. I mean, we did, did have that did cute they husky, didn't we? Did influence your decision? Oh, no. 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 Uh, uh, but before then, it was more of just discovering like, oh, hey, these mascot costumes are cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's people with custom ones, which led to finding, you know, art by an artist named Dogs Are Barking. Dogs are yeah, barking. and then he had his little um, kind of community that he posted his art, and all his followers could talk. You know, this is before any social media, right. so everyone had their own little website and chat groups. And on there, met a local furry named Wipeout, and um, we just sort of hit it off. And he was like, "I thought I was all alone in Utah." And I'm like, <laughs> me too. That's okay. They still think that yeah. when you get new ones to the group, you know, they're like, oh, I yeah. thought I was the only one. I'm like, there are it's, hundreds It's funny of to us. think back, like the old text chat room days. GeoCities. Right. And Yahoo now it's, groups. Now social media is so... Everywhere? Everywhere. All right. Know. Here's a big question for you, Barnaby. What's your post-vaccination plans or post-pandemic plans? I've been living it since February. <laughs> this is true. Um, yeah, just looking forward to when furry cons start up again. Hopefully, BLFC in October. <sighs> Cross our fingers. We're all hoping. Cross our fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just uh, hanging out with friends. Game nights get started up again, and you know, good times. Just yeah, back to normalcy. Yeah, childhood. yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. So. so what are we talking about today, Sammy? So, this is, you know, going to be more of a kind of a discussion, not so much a Q&A, <laughs> um, but it's kind of a fun one. I think it's a fun one. Um, so, we're going to be talking about kink gear. Um, mainly, we're going to be talking about um, the types of kink gear you can get, um, typically the... It's going to be more the different textiles, the different materials. Yeah, more um, more, more of, outfit gear, yeah. not hardware gear. Yeah, more of, you know, the base layer, not so much the harnesses. That's a whole different discussion. Yeah, not, <laughs> Next not, time. not harnesses, <laughs> but we're, th- we're talking, you know, leather, rubber, you know, spandex, right. neoprene. Some people even consider fur in the kink gear. Um but basically what you make your outfits out of. Right. So, because um, every single one has its place. Every single one has, I mean, not only what they're made out of is different, but the way you can wear them, the way you can use them um, is all different. Um, so, as I said, you know, we've got leather, we've got rubber. Uh, neoprene, spandex are kind of the big ones. Um, Barnaby, what um, what things have you typically seen gear made out of? Or is there anything that we haven't listed there? Um, I guess you could get into the, you know, overall topic of, you know, what do you consider, like, specifically a kink gear? Because, um, you know, some people could be attracted to kilts and, you know, that's made out of a wool um, other people like Boonhosen, which is sort of like, you know, civil way just to wear leather pants everywhere you want to. <laughs> and well, in s- normal riding gear, even though, you know, typically it's leather. Yeah. Or, you know, but 
you know, like the stuff that that we have is like a nylon mix. Yeah, like but a, it's 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 motorcycle riding gear, less less because of the material it's made of, more of what it actually is. Oh, see, I was just thinking like you were talking about equestrian riding gear. Well, that's <laughs> so I'm picturing your ass in a pair of like breeches. <laughs> no, you, he's it's he's, a good mental you say image. Assless chaps. I'm ah, slapping you across the I table. I was gonna <laughs> say he's gonna be wearing assless chaps. Oh my god. <laughs> That's that's Click's favorite just, topic. Just for context, ha- there's no chaps. such thing as assless chaps. There's assless pants, which are chaps. There's no such thing as assless chaps. <laughs> no, no. I think assless pants actually qualify if you have the crotch there. And it is just pants, your ass yeah. hanging out. <laughs> but anyway. Now, if you can find assed chaps. Assed chaps. Those yeah. are pants. Well, Those no, are slather pants with no crotch. That's right. what I was going to say. Totally so, different. Um, one now thing I want to do. Working. So, so we've got, I mean, you know, it, it's a basic list, you know, leather, rubber, mm-hmm. neoprene, spandex, fur. So of yeah. that list, which one is your favorite? Um, Yeah, definitely got to go with rubber. Rue? Oh, I didn't know that it was going to go around Robin. <laughs> I would have to say fur for, for me. I, I think that uh, mer suiting is pretty awesome. Sammy? Um, leather for me. Um. And that's what I've got most experience with. But I do like spandex as well. I've got some spandex pieces. Yeah. I got to be with Rue. I got to go with fur. That's where my experience is. Although I don't have have anything that's rubber, but I've had experience with other people who do. So it's a close second. So, you know, my only experience, I'm going to just throw this in here, is this good man, his name is Barnaby. I don't know if you guys know who he <laughs> is, but he put me in a wetsuit, and that's probably been the closest. A, a neoprene wetsuit? Yep. Yeah, had a shorty wetsuit. And that was pretty awesome. <laughs> it, it Quite literally, it makes you kind of feel like, I don't know, it kind of made you feel like you were walking around with nothing but yet you were working you were walking around with something on but i don't know how to explain it you could still like touch the material and it felt felt like you were touching your own skin because it was that tight cut to flanders feels like i'm wearing nothing at all (laughs) nothing (laughs) at all (laughs) nothing at all stupid sexy flanders (laughs) he is a very handsome man anyway he's got a nice mustache yeah i mean you are (laughs) Partial to mustaches, Barnaby. <laughs> Very. <laughs> All right. So in that uh, sense, we do have a voice message from our friend Nacho Husky. Um, if we we have two. Um, yeah. Which and, one are we going to play? Uh, I think we should start with the first one. Okay. And then uh, um, we'll have a listen to that and discuss. Hey, this is Nacho. So I have a favorite piece of leather uh, kink gear, which is my leather puppy hood. And how I got it, um, I still remember the first the first day I tried it on. Uh, I was so nervous. I you know I was in San Francisco visiting, and I went into the Mister S store, and like I was shaking, and it was like a really big deal. Like for probably about nine ten years, I had looked at these things on the internet, and you know, they, they turned me on and, and whatnot. Um, but I was really, really nervous to, to actually buy one or to actually do anything kinky. I didn't really know anyone 
from the puppy or the furry or the leather um, communities or any of that. I'd only ever saw saw stuff online. So I ended up getting the puppyhood and I remember like putting it on and like just looking in the mirror and kind of my eyes and feeling the leather and that just that smell and that kind of tight glove like feeling on your head pressing against you and the cute puppy ears. It was just absolutely incredible. And then fast forward a few years later, I got connected with the puppy community and I ended up getting one of the first color hoods. I got a hood that was purple and green. And that's sort of what ended up leading me to furry, which is a story for another time. Awesome. Thank you, Nacho, for sending that in. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You want to start us off, Barnaby? Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, yeah, first time you try on a pup hood, it is sort of a transformative experience that you're looking out there. You got the snout in front of you. And I think you know what goes along with a lot of kink gear is that the tight feeling sort of second skin nature that a lot of it sort of encompasses is definitely present there with a lot of the pup hoods. What about you, Rue? What? Any thoughts on what Nacho said? <laughs> um, I just was thinking, man, I haven't been to one of those stores yet, and I would love to 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 go into one of them. And I was going to actually ask you because you've actually been to one of those stores. Yeah, I've I've actually been to the Mister S store in San it's Francisco. Pretty awesome. Oh man, that's that's a fun place to go. Mm-hmm. So what is it um, for the people that so don't know? Mister S or Mister S Leather um, is a a uh, store in San Francisco where, well, they're based in San Francisco, but you can buy online, but they're just a adult store. They sell anything from toys to harnesses to leather gear, rubber gear. Um, and then they've also got like wrestling singlets. They also do like jocks and you can get just about anything there. Um, you know, to help you feel a little little more sexy or something fun to play with. And it's always like a rotating sort of, you know, new gear in yeah. every season. Yeah, they're always making something new. Um, yeah, rotating stock, keep it keep it current. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, I'm on the same as Nacho. I've got one of those um, custom Mr. S hoods, leather hoods. And I'll tell you what, I love that, that smell of that leather um <laughs> when i put it on so i'm totally there with with him on that one yeah what about that's you, the Click? one thing i was gonna bring up is the the like there's not i don't know what it is but there's you'll never replace the smell of real leather yeah you know but that, you know that kind of brings up an interesting question kind of like what we were touched on with the motorcycle gear like is it more because some things are, you know, they're they're more kink gear because of what they're made of. Specifically, the you know, the rubber, the neoprene, a lot of that stuff is what it is because of the material it's made of. Because the mm-hmm. rubber is, the, you know, the second skin thing. Same mm-hmm. with the neoprene. And then you get into stuff like the pup hoods. Because you've got, you know, neoprene, rubber, and leather pup hoods. But they're more of... Um, they're more gear because of what they are and what they're made of. Mm-hmm. Like it's it they're you know what I mean there's two there's two facets to to it all. Yeah, they definitely bring together the form and the function. Right. Right. 
I've never tried a pup hood before. I mean, what's the oh, difference between a yeah, pup I've hood never. versus um, what's the difference between a pup hood and and like just putting your fur suit head yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a great um, question because yeah, if you've never worn one before or you've been curious about wearing one, um, I mean, as Nacho says in his uh, message, most pup hoods are much more form-fitting um you've got um they're i don't want to say they're basic but they're simpler than a a fursuit head um i feel like definitely less bulk (laughs) yeah you with the fursuit head you've got the layers of the foam with the fur and the uh, you know your your eyes are it's got its own eyes whereas the pup hood is is set to your face you know you're looking out with your own eyes um, the muzzle tends to be shorter and more right up to the mouth, so you've got more access. Um, it's it is that more of that second skin. Yeah, more of a feeling. headspace thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels more like your own head than you're wearing something. Right. Is as if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. Does that yeah. sound uh, good, Barnaby? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, also, probably add on that. Yeah, like uh, Click said, you know, get into the headspace. Um, you know, fursuits do an excellent job of immersion. You know, you're becoming that character. And Pup Hoods, I think, is a, a similar sort of feeling for a lot of people who try them on. That, that helps them get into that role a little bit more. So, so Barnaby, what got you into the gear and the kink scene? Um... Boners. <laughs> so and the, many erections. And the episode is done. <laughs> <laughs> and done. Yeah, no. And this has been Rue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I guess for me, it's, uh, yeah, been a lot of the gear. Um, you know, what it's been made out of a particular curious kink of mine, which I know a few people share, no one here, but uh, neoprene fishing waders. You know, uh, it's sort of widely available and you try it on and, you know, that was like my first introduction to neoprene and rubber in general was going fishing with a friend at one time. Borrowed his dad's fishing waders, you know, put them on, got in the water. I'm like, oh, Okay, this is, uh, this, this is, this is like. something new, <laughs> and a new door had opened. Then got old enough to have my own computer and could start looking online, <laughs> and then you start finding out that there's other people who enjoy this sort of thing, and then, yeah, spider webs from there of, right. you know, hey, you know, neoprene's a synthetic rubber, and then here's this other, like, real rubber stuff, and they have sort of different attributes, but also still has that sort of tightness and second skin feature. And then there's a leather that can be tight, but yeah, also has more to do with like a smell and a texture. Right. And See, and that's, so that's one thing I was just thinking about, like, especially with your story. Um, it's, it seems like, and you know, obviously there's different circumstances to, that are exceptions to this, but it seems to me like um, basically leather is um, 
more heavy-duty uh, dom sub gear kind of uh, direction. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it, there, there is that whole are, uh, leather yeah, lifestyle. Right. There are, you know, like you said, there are thinner leathers that are that are almost like the rubber and neoprene. But, you know, leather's more of a, like I said, heavy gear, dom sub, that kind of thing. And then the, the rubber neoprene is more of a tactile... You know, we keep saying second skin, but that's the best way I can think of to describe it. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's a feeling, right? And you know, with the even with the waiters, it, I think it goes just just goes back to a headspace thing. It's it's you know, dressing up in certain things and certain materials just puts you in a certain headspace, mm. depending on what it is. Definitely. So, Sammy, I know that you're in the pup um, community. So, what got you into gear and? Oh boy. Um. So, <laughs> here's a, a a story from high school. So, in high school, um, I mean, okay, I graduated high school in two thousand, um, two thousand seven, um. I, at the time, you know, we had, we did computer classes and we did all that kind of stuff. We had computer labs in the high school, whatever. Um, I would have to, cause I went to school outside of my area. I had to wait for rides to get home sometimes. Um, and in doing that, I would always go to the computer lab. I was one of those kids that was in the library or in the computer lab at lunch, at break, whatever. And I actually found stuff online um, then. A lot of it was just general kind of pet play stuff, learning about the... On I, a public computer? I know, on a high school computer oh, where I had to log in. Spicy. I know. Wow. I was also one of those, I, I read a lot of fan fiction in high school. Did you write it too? I did. Nerd. I'm not a good writer, but I read a lot. Um... I would actually like load up like flash drives or I guess at the time they were floppy disks <laughs> um, with stuff to take home and read because I didn't have internet on at home. Um, but yeah, that's where I learned a lot about it was on the school computers. Um, and then as I got older, I actually was able to reach out to, the communities and find other people. So a lot of it early on was just reading and going, I want to try that. I want to, you know, do something like this. So, yeah, you know, we all start some way. <laughs> so I, I want to bring up one more thing that we didn't talk about, but I think that it is one of uh, a material as well. And maybe we have already talked about it, but plastics. I know that there's some stormtrooper people out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, like like the heavy plastics. Yeah. Okay. Like heavy, heavy plastics. Yeah, that definitely plays into it. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole costume thing. I yeah. mean, it's, and that's, the riding gear, like right. we we're talking about yeah. for motorcycles. Yeah, uh, you protective did talk about stuff. That. Yeah, motorcycle gear or equestrian gear. I remember pony play. I remember because you have a <laughs> full head to toe motorcycle gear. Yeah. And we went to like some sort of furry event, and yeah, one event, of our and friends, it was, oh my god, <laughs> were just like all over you, 
like <laughs> and you're like sure you can cuddle with me yeah well that's a you know i mean it's i you know i get it i understand the interest in the gear which is funny because you know you wear it i wear it all the time when i ride anyway you know and it's it, it's just funny it's at that point it's just you're right right for letters. me it's, it's just, just you know safety gear yeah but i i understand the the kink side of it too so i mean you, if somebody wants me to appreciate their perspective right if somebody wants me to wear it that's that's fine i have it i'll wear it i don't you know it's not a big deal <laughs> yeah. it's the uh situational right at the moment right. for that one yeah. um as you said it was kind of depends on where you're at what you're doing what you're going for yeah kind of thing so what got you into the first scene like you, you said that you were into like for like mer suits and stuff like that what got you into that particular scene porn okay <laughs> <laughs> and this has been real <laughs> <laughs> well, you know i mean i can't really point it to one specific like this is when i decided this was a thing yeah. really and that's fair Just, as well. You know, I mean, I I started off like every other furry. I'm going to be completely innocent forever and never get bad commissions and, you know, wait, or wait, naughty wait. commissions. All furries and, start out like that? Well, I didn't. A lot yeah, of furries I know. claim they do. <laughs> I, I had burst that bubble. You know, and then, you oh, know. so long well, before. I, I didn't say it was long. <laughs> Okay. It was, you know, a week or two at least. Oh, okay. Transition <laughs> period. So you, so you lasted about 24 hours. <laughs> So one thing I wanted to bring up, um, it, it it's kind of an interesting phenomenon now or becoming. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of poodling. You know, it is what it is. It it's a whole different discussion whether you like it or not. I'm I'm just not a fan of it. However, the thing that's coming about of you know. Fursuit head, hands, feet, tail with a rubber suit is is like my new thing. You're there for it. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just their summer look. They've dropped their yeah, winter right. coat and <laughs> you know, you gotta be a little cooler for the summer. They remind me of shaved cats. Right. Exactly. It it's <laughs> it's weird, it's silly looking, but for some reason that just that hits a spot. Oh, there's some really great uh, rubber and neoprene dragon suits out there yeah. that are the full form-fitting. Yeah, the, the whole heads thing. made out of the same material. Uh-huh. It's just oh, <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will continue this discussion in just a few minutes. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Um, so go stretch your legs, go to the bathroom. I, Mr. Real Human Man, like how that feels. If you like what you hear, you must be listening to For What It's Worth. Thank you. 
Hello, everybody. I hope that you have been able to have the time to get your ropes out of your closet, put on your neoprene, and get kinky. Because we're going to be talking about kink and 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 gear Wait, and different we things have like been that. Talking about it. We're gonna continue, <laughs> continue. Sorry, I didn't add one fucking word in there. <laughs> Read the fucking patron list. Go. <laughs> oh my gosh, rude. Wow. Aggressive. I'm going to my room. So, Patreon pays for the show. <laughs> so, to thank everybody, specifically GW, Nuka, Koru, Bubble Whip, Adelor Saltair, Moss, James Anderson, Jake Fox, Chapagriff, Aussie K, Black Baldrick, Catchy, Ligris, Kit, Tear, Ichigo Ukami, Simone Parker, Guardian Lion, and Big Bear Lumo. Thank you very much. So what do you do if you want to be a Patreon? Patreon.com slash FWIW. All right. Let's get back into it. So um, here's a fun one. Barnaby, since we're going to start with you because you're our lovely guest. Why would someone choose one type of gear over another? Boners. <laughs> and this has been Rue. That's <laughs> it. No, I think really what it comes down to, um, what catches your eye or interest right away. Um, most of us, I would say, you know, got into this seeing someone else, you know, wearing it or um, just seeing pictures and exposure to that, and I suppose it's just uh, whatever most interests you first and foremost. If you're someone who really likes the second skin sort of things, then rubber neoprene is the way to go. If you're someone who likes smells and tactile, maybe leather would be more of your scene, although rubber also has a nice you know, smell and feel to it, of course. And if you just sort of like this sort of sheer feeling, almost exposed. Spandex is an excellent way to go. It's almost like you're wearing, like wearing nothing, nothing at all. all. Nothing <laughs> at all. <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing at all. Oh, man, that sexy Flanders. I can, like, see it in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> It'll never go away. Yeah. You know, all the young furs out there, like, what are they talking yeah, what about? Are you Google it. <laughs> Simpsons did it. <laughs> um... What about you, Click? Your your thoughts on choosing one over you the know, other? Yeah, um, that pretty well covered it. I think, you know, you can you get into new things and learn what you do and don't like. But you know, some things it's just like you see it and it's you just know. <laughs> but. Um, you know, as far as as choosing one over the other, yeah, it's just you know whatever whatever hits you in that right spot. Or one other thing to consider, um, what would what would push you towards one material or the other is um, reactions and or safety. You know, if obviously if you have a latex problem, 
rubber's not going to work out for you. I mean, you can get non-latex rubber suits. Yeah, there are PVC types. Yeah. Um, those come with yeah different restrictions and things to take into account. Right. But that's definitely something to look into is, you know, make sure you don't have any specific allergies to things before you go spend significant amounts of money buying gear yeah very good costumes so how do you (laughs) how do you figure that out if you have that allergy that's a good question for somebody who actually owns stuff barnaby um (laughs) well it's i fortunately don't have any contact allergies i just think click probably has the best point before you just go whole hog into like oh i'm going to get this you know fully custom rubber pet suit um from one of various manufacturers and spend thousands of dollars and then you get it and now you're breaking out in a rash after wearing it for 30 minutes it is a good idea just to you know maybe get some cheap gloves or um, some smaller thing like a jock strap you know wear that around a bit see how it feels start small and then once you know that you really love this sort of thing and if you got the funds yeah go hog wild go for yeah, it <laughs> yeah and you know if you're lucky and have friends who have, have some very things. big closet full of lots yeah. of gear sometimes sometimes you'll, you'll know somebody who has something and may you know maybe that's what perks your interest i think like a lot of the times if you ask a lot of people like to at least share in the experience well i'm so. i'm just gonna add um i know that my Husky has an allergy, and he was able to learn um, by um, going to a good friend, and he put him into to certain gear, and it may or may not be somebody named Barnaby. You guys probably don't know who that is. <laughs> but anyway, so this person put him in this 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 stuff, and and he learned really quickly that he has an allergy. Has a reaction, yeah. Yeah, got out of so, that gear. It's like, oh, if you, time to go shower. Yeah. If you have a friend that has um, has that particular gear, um, maybe just politely ask him, hey, is there any way that I could just try it out for a little bit? Right. Um, or 10 to 1, most kinky guys who have, you know, all this sort of gear, if you express any sort of interest or curiosity, <laughs> you know, you're going to find yourself right in that. They will yeah. share. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Share is a word. Yeah. Share. Well, Force, shares, I coerce. shove you inside yeah. the suit. You're going to look so good. Now shut up. <laughs> you know, that's a good way to do it anyways, because then there's always somebody around, you know, at least the first couple of times just to make sure to see if you, you know, if you absolutely don't know. So I, I have some questions. What are the um, what are the steps to because a lot of these are very form form fitting type stuff. What what are some of the things that you do to prepare to be able to get into those um, to that those pieces of gear? So first off, you got to do a full body wax. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, if we're talking about uh, rubber latex, yeah, um, rubber is probably the most difficult. Like, yeah, in, in my mind, yeah, that that's going to involve the most uh, prep to actually get into it. A um, couple different uh, suggestions would be: uh, some people use a talc powder. Um, the downside of talc uh, or baby powder is if you're a big sweater like I am. Um, 
all of a sudden you're going to have this white. It turns into paste. <laughs> well, not even that. Like you're just going to have all this white uh, liquid just coming yeah. out the bottom of your legs, and you know you're leaving little white splotches everywhere. <laughs> and that's not the fun kind. Yeah, yeah. But then um, you could so also it just use like, like cake battle batter. Cake batter. Like, oh, yeah, but like no. a really watered down <laughs> so cake batter, so no one was having fun. <laughs> Uh, other option, which is what I tend to prefer these days, is uh, using a lubricant. And um, you could get various kinds that you can make yourself, or uh, generally water-based lubes are the best, just because you don't want to mix in silicone with the rubber. So you with, sometimes yeah, that's that can another, have real that's, negative effects. Right. Anything, anything, so, uh, anything rubber or basically petroleum-based before you use any lube on anything like that, test it. Because a lot of lubricants will actually eat that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely do your research before yeah. you're going to use anything new on your um, you know, kink gear. How about this? You know, Since you're a heavy sweater, instead of using talc, just use J-Lube. That put, is one of the ones. Put that, that all on there, <laughs> and then as you sweat, it'll just you know it activate just makes it the better. J Lube, and you'll be good to go. So I, I do need to try that one. These points I have used J Lube just to make it for myself. Yeah, just have a nice little watered down lube slide in, and then yeah, my sweat will just do its thing. Do its <laughs> thing. So, like, okay, we're putting all this stuff on this, like lubricants or. Um, nasty cake batter talcum. <laughs> we're we're getting some stuff on this gear. Like, how do you like wash it? How do you take care of it? Uh, I mean, do you just like I don't know, get a water hose and just go and then like throw it in a trunk? I mean, <laughs> like, what is? How do you actually take care of your gear? How do you wash something that's waterproof? <laughs> Quite easy, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're uh, you're getting your gear dirty, um, say like if you're going outside, you're you know want to be a pig this weekend. I'm gonna roll around the mud, quite literally. Sure, grab that hose, and spray yourself off. But after that point of you're actually wearing it, um, yeah, the more delicate preparation or uh, sorry, the more delicate um, upkeep of the gear is going to be. Uh, washing it with a mild detergent. There are some specialty um, detergents that you could buy specifically for rubber. Some places I've seen, you know, could recommend a small amount of dish soap. Uh, just you want to get the oils and different lubes off the rubber, uh, just because if that does sit there on it, it can damage it. Well, what about like leather? Um. Let's uh, finish up with rubber first, okay, and then we cool. can go, <laughs> go right ahead. back. Yeah, sorry, it's just a couple no, different... No, you're fine. So, um, yeah, once you have that rubber fully clean, uh, you can try to use other conditioners. I use something called VivaShine, where it acts as kind of a shine to the rubber, but also has a conditioner effect. And that, you just go in, um, first you wash the rubber, and then you're going to condition it. And the most important thing of making sure your rubber is good for storage is drying it. You do not want to put this away wet. Yeah. I have a horror story of a uniform I had where I hung it up to dry and I thought everything was great, packed it up to go to a convention, got there, and there's just 
you know, it was blue and there's light blue just spattered everywhere. And I'm freaking out like, oh my God, what the hell happened? Come to find out, you know, I thought I was being clever at the time. I put a little uh, paper towel into one of the chest pockets to help dry that out. But I forgot to pull that out. It was still a little it bit just damp. held the moisture. Yeah, like just a little damp. You know, there wasn't that much there. But it was enough that it just, you know, it, it just, uh, the shirt looked horrible after. Fortunately, I was able to hang it up for a couple of days. It fully dried out. It recovered. But, oh, that was just a heart attack. <laughs> well, those things are expensive. Right. How well, how much would, would that normally cost? Or um, That... Uh, that uniform came from latex catfish. They're not as expensive as some of the other rubber ones, but then again, you get into conversations of like, you know, quality and fit, um, length of time that it's going to take for them to make. You know, obviously, latex catfish is going to take a while to for them to make it and get it to you. You're usually waiting a couple of months. Um, the UK has some really great uh, rubber makers out there. Um, one called Invincible Rubber, I believe. And I got a shorty rubber cat suit from them. Yeah, that one is really good quality, a bit more expensive. But, yeah, depending on what gear you want, you're going anywhere from, you know, maybe like $40, $50 if you want a decent rubber jock strap, all the way up to multi-hundreds or thousands if you want one of those custom... Uh, latex pet suits so it's uh you can see getting a lot of money into this stuff <laughs> just like fursuits exactly so you wanted to ask about caring for leather too oh i did <laughs> yes you did okay so caring for leather um <laughs> leather i think is a bit more robust um, you can get away with a lot more with that one just because uh, it can take a little bit more wear and tear um, use. Of course, a lot of that does depend on the quality of leather you're using for it. But uh, most of the time, I think the general rule is, uh, yeah, if you get stuff on your leather, if it's just you know like a normal leather jacket, black colored, uh, usually you're fine just to you know clean that off with... Uh, mild leather detergent. Um, if it is a particularly well-sealed leather, you could probably get away with like a small bit of water. But for care of leather, um, what I use for my stuff is the stuff called honey leather, where uh, that's an actual conditioner to help keep your leather um, kind of moisturized. Because, you know, you think about our skins and whatnot you know like animal skins they are porous they are going to hold in moisture so you have this uh, balance of you don't want to get too dry because then it's going to crack get damaged Um, but then you also want to keep it you know conditioned enough and not overly conditioned because then you can yeah run into other issues but with that leather is a little bit easier to take care of and yeah you don't normally need stuff to get into it like powders or whatnot yeah. i feel like with leather with leather it's more of like a like you spot clean mm-hmm. you know you're not gonna throw that in the washing machine no or hose it down 
you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's damp, yeah. you know, like a damped towel or something for the inside where you're sweaty. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. And then conditioning afterwards, you're not, um, takes a little, it takes less work really. Mm-hmm. Um, than than these ones where you have to wash them, let them, yeah. let them dry. Yeah. The rubber and latex. Do the, yeah. That's going to be, yeah, you're cleaning and, um, and, uh, conditioning that pretty much every time you wear that. Yeah. If you're going to try to preserve this for as long as possible. Whereas with the leather, as Sam pointed out, yeah, you're just going to be doing kind of spot and conditioning. I only have to do about once a year on my leather stuff. And that takes like a couple of days because like you put on a thin layer of the conditioner, let it sit overnight, come back, wipe off the excess, let that dry. And now it's soft and supple for the rest of the year. <laughs> and <it> smells <laughs> so good. I was just thinking. It's funny. Well, um, with the, you know, that's exactly it. With the rubber and the and the neoprene, it's, it's you know, full maintenance and cleaning every time you use it. With leather, it's more of a, just a preventive basic maintenance. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is, I don't have a lot of experience with leather gear, just but I have work. a lot of experience with saddles mm-hmm. and, you know, real harnesses and, you know, plow gear, racing gear, you know. So if you're looking for, if you're looking for stuff to take care of leather, go to Western tax stores mm-hmm. because they have the stuff, saddle conditioner, stuff to keep leather soft. You know, they have all the stuff to take care of that. It's easier to find. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to go yeah. to real it's not specific. not thing, yeah. You mean yeah. I don't need to go to Adam and Eve kink gear? Because that's, you know, it's it's <laughs> the same thing with, up. it's the same thing with, you know, working leather gear, you know, with a, with a, with an actual, like a plow harness. You know, you use it, horses sweat as much or more than we do. Um, you know, so it's, it's kind of the same thing. You still have to take care of the, the leather and you have to take care of the harnesses. So mm-hmm. after you're done, you just wipe them down and, you know, keep them in a nice, clean, dry place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, leather's, leather's actually really easy to take care of, but you do have to take care of it. Yeah. You, you can't just leave it alone. Right. Um, but it will hold itself. And then spandex, you just throw that yeah, shit spandex. in the washing machine. <laughs> Depends on the type of spandex. Delicate yeah. cycle. Don't dry on high heat. <laughs> Mo- yeah, most conventional spandexes, um, like wrestling singlets, yeah, I just toss that in the normal washer, no problem. Cold, um, delicate. Yeah. Uh, there are some more specialty spandexes, like there's some PVC-lined spandex. Um, that one, you're in this weird in-between of like trying to treat it like rubber, but also not as bad as a normal spandex. So with that one, you're going to be like hand washing because, um, you know, the PVC is going to kind of trap in some of the moisture and it gets absorbed onto the spandex. So you're going to want to make sure you clean that after use right. and let it fully dry. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know they made that and I might have to look. Haven't you seen my devil costume? I have, but I didn't realize. Yeah, that is yeah. the PVC, yeah. huh? PVC yeah, that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. And huh. then neoprene is a, a different... Um, kind of guide to care as well. Yeah. Because things like with wetsuits, all my neoprene gear, um, I've just used wetsuit cleaners. And that, yeah. You can get easily at 
yeah, exactly. Outdoor store. Yeah, yeah, most places are going to carry that. Um, just the thing is, after it's fully dried and cleaned up, you want to hang it up because neoprene does keep its creases. If you fold it up and store it It'll for a long wrinkly. time, <laughs> well, you could have like a permanent crease in some of this gear. Yeah, which uh, you know, if you're looking for a nice, seamless, smooth look, just yeah, totally having a crease right through the it. middle of your belly yeah. just kills it. <laughs> it's like, look at my ass, and there's a you know a line running through it, but the it's wrong not. Way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this one's horizontal, not vertical, <laughs> unless it zeroes in right where you want it. I don't know. Hey, Sammy. <laughs> what? They, um. No, not Hey Siri. <laughs> <laughs> I said Hey Sammy, not Hey Siri. Go away. Quiet, Siri. Oh, it's nice to meet you, too. <laughs> that was dumb. Okay. All right. So, everybody, uh, speaking of phones, we have, we, we uh, first of all, when we listened to this, we thought that somebody butt-dialed us. Or at least you did, Sam. I did. I wasn't sure what I was listening to. And then but, I was like, how do you butt-dial speak pipe? But Nacho sent us another... Um, another audio file. Audio file. So I'll, I'll go ahead and um, just let you guys listen to it. Um, and if you want to narrate, feel well, free let's to listen to it, it and let people draw their conclusions, and then we'll discuss it as we discovered it. I'm going to say for the people listening at home, close your eyes, and I want you to try to envision what's happening. Set the scene. So, first response. <laughs> Who's what? a good boy? Aw, me. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not the one gearing up. No. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is definitely the sound of getting ready for a scene. Yep. There, there was definitely snapping of the rubber, some buckles, and uh, yeah, someone definitely getting into the headspace of getting ready to be a pup. Yep. Yep. So, we've talked about headspace a little bit, but... Uh, and we've we've kind of covered it a little bit, but I, I want to go just dive into it just a little bit more. Like, what type of headspace is it? Like, is it? I don't know. What when you put a pup hood on or any sort of hood? What is that experience? Is it the same as a fursuit? You put it on, people don't know who your ad- identity is. Or now I'm picturing inside out. But all of a sudden, all your emotions just have pup hoods just on. And they're all, yeah. yeah, they're just running around. <laughs> Having a whole dog Somebody park in your head. That. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. The anger one with the pup hood. Oh, he would totally be sub. 
Yeah. Fear but he, would, but he fear would, have, would be driving. He would have one. the angry eyebrows. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Grr, rub my belly. <laughs> Put on my angry eyes. And Joy would be in the corner like. <laughs> what do you think, Barnaby? Joy what's, would be the dom. What's headspace to you? And I think sadness would be the dom. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Insight into Rue. <laughs> Because um, I know headspace can involve the gear a lot, like the the thing you know coming on and off um, can be a trigger. So, what's what's kind of the headspace thoughts on headspace for you? I guess. Um, uh, right, headspace is a hard one. Yeah. It, yeah. The, I think most furries and fursuiters understand this where, you know, you are becoming, you know, either this character or you are now um, getting into this specific role, um, headspace. Usually I hear it pertaining to a lot with pet play, uh, especially pup play, that you want to get in the headspace of, you know, being that pup, being carefree, um, but could also pertain to people who are, you know, on the more dominant side that... You know, maybe in general life, you're more easygoing, but when you put on certain gear, all of a sudden you get in this headspace where, like, yes, I feel powerful, I am in charge, and I'll be watching over you and taking care of you, and you will be following my directions. Right. Well, yeah, it goes back to the whole dom-sub, mm-hmm. you know, that's all a headspace thing. Pups are, you know, pups are less dom-sub, more... Uh, pup headspace caretaker trainer handler, handler. Mm-hmm. you know but it's all yeah headspace is it's kind of a weird one to nail down because it's different for everybody really mm-hmm. do you think headspace is an age thing i know this goes into a different topic but but i c- kind of have this feeling that headspace is like um like especially for furries and fursuiters and different things like that if you're um if you're a younger fur your persona is you. It, I, at least that's what I'm seeing lately is that um, because a lot of younger furs are, everything is online 100% of the time, they are themselves while the older generation, it's like we have this separate, I don't know, separate disc. Uh, I mean, that I think is is a, more of a person to person because for me I've got a couple different characters, couple different personas, but like Sammy is Sammy. Sammy is me. I am Sammy. Sammy is just the the other way of seeing myself. But when you put on your Sammy fursuit, are you a different different person? I'm more comfortable in myself as weird as that may sound. I have more confidence of my own being. But then if I'm, you know, in my pup stuff, that's, I'm not, that's to release the regular day-to-day of what I have to do and of who I am. That's just to not have to worry if I want to, you know, take it down and relax and not have to think of normal mm-hmm. human adult things that's where that can come in 
So it it's headspace is very personal depending on who you are and what you're going for. Well, and I think I think that there's there's that disconnect that you're you're trying to pick out. I think everybody has it, but it just seems less prevalent because social media is such a thing. All you see is the character side of people. You know what I mean? You like you know, we all know what our real life is, you know, and we get that disconnect. I think everybody does, but, you know, online social media, all you see is the character side of some people. And they, you know, they're really good at, they're making that separation. So that's, you know, that's all they want you to see. So that's all you see. So mm-hmm. it seems like they're more integrated than than it would, than they are. Yeah, there's oh, cool. always going to be your uh, public front versus right. you know, your private. Right. The thanks for handling that. Rue just took the wheel and made a left-hand <laughs> turn yeah, well. um, off of the tracks, but it did have some sort of connection uh, <laughs> revolving around headspace because yeah. I just feel like that that us as the older generation of furs, we we tend to really have that main focus of headspace. And, you know, putting on our fursuits, we get into a different headspace. And so I was wondering if there's a difference, like putting in, putting on your in, your gear, if whether or not that that's um, the same. And it can be. Different. It can there be. has to be. Yeah, there is overlap for sure. Because, you know, it's the same as, if, you know, you obviously it's easier to walk around outside in a fursuit than it is, you know, a full set of leather gear or rubber. So you kind of have to, you know, I mean, you, if you have to be have... walking out in your asses chaps. Right. I mean, <laughs> most people are going <laughs> to very funny. <laughs> All right. Well, right. So you have to have that disconnect to a, yeah. to a certain extent. So we need to wrap up. Yeah. We're, I think we're about at the end. Uh, so... Audio guys yelling at us in a sound booth. <laughs> Not that we can hear him. He's you giving know. very rude flipper gestures. Yeah, he's just, you know, accentuating in there. So, Speaking of the angry eyes. <laughs> oh, my. So <laughs> let's get to final thoughts. Um, I'm going to have our lovely guest, Barnaby, start that off for us. What Give us your final thoughts on, you know, the topics and, and how you feel about all of it. Or something that we haven't asked you. Yeah. Anything you'd like to share with the world? Oh, gosh. I would suppose uh, in the topic of, you know, if you're just getting into, you know, kink gear, into a kink situation, um, there's always this apprehension and concern that, you know, am I going to fit in? And I'm going to say the answer most of the time is going to be yes. That, you know, don't feel like, your interests or uh, what you find particularly pleasing is so out there that no one's going to understand because guess what? We're all just, you know, trying to get through and we all have these similar loves and interests and hobbies that, you know, you're going to find people to share that with that. You're going to have a good time. Just, you know, just pursue it wholeheartedly, have fun, be respectful. And, you know, I think, yeah, any one starting out in kink, you you should have a good time. Click. What about you? <laughs> um, I was actually going to bring up that exact same thing. 
Sorry. It's a good point. Um, you know, yeah, don't don't be ashamed of, of, you know, if you're into something that's different. You know, like you brought up the story of waiters, like yeah, waiters. But it's it's a thing, you know, and if there, you know, it, it is a sublisting. There's going to be somebody life. out there that you know what I mean. So yeah, don't be afraid of it. Um, and yeah, go for it. You know, be safe and uh, just have fun. You know, don't 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 think too much into it. <laughs> if you overthink things, you're gonna destroy the experience for yourself. Unless your kink is being the Riddler. And let. Eh. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but yeah, just yeah, don't don't overthink it. Just have fun. Be safe. Have fun. Rue, you know I'm going to use my final thought to ask a question. So, what spaces we talked about? Like, you know, be safe, and you know, there's a community out there for you. Um, where do I go? I, I'm brand new. I don't know where. Where's that safe space that I can? I can, I, I can be. So a great place to start is FetLife. It's F-E-T-L-I-F-E dot com. Um, it's a site for kinksters, by kinksters. And it's, they're not paying you to say this, right? No. Oh, that's okay. the whole F-list thing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so out of touch. <laughs> F-list has, <laughs> has some good stuff, too. They've got their chats. In, Isn't in that, that where it started? Well. I don't know. I don't know who did it first. Oh. But... Those are both great sites. Yeah, um, there's Recon. There's, yeah. you know. And honestly, look on Facebook. Um, a mm-hmm. lot of local, your local communities will have pages on Facebook or, or groups on Facebook. Unless you um, think Facebook sucks. Or Twitter. Yeah. Um, Twitter is good for that too. Um, Facebook's nice because you can have more interaction same with FetLife they've got boards and pages and all that so there's people out there you can go pick their brains for sure final thoughts Sammy um final thoughts um we're all a little weird it's okay to be weird if what you like if you like something that you think is weird that's okay because other people will like it too true and they're out there so they're out there. In other words, be comfortable in your own skin and the things that you're into. There's other people out there that are just like you. Unless you like rubber skin, then be comfortable in that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, as you slide into it. <laughs> All right. So um, I want to thank everybody for joining us. We'll go through some housekeeping here. Housekeeping. Um, Thanks, Barnaby, for taking time out of your day to come join and talk with us. This is your time to um, to basically say anything that you want about your your. You get to pimp yourself, or what is it called? Promote yourself. Promote there yourself. You what's what's your at? How can people find you if they want to? Uh, I don't uh, like giving out my uh, street address here. online. I mean, that's, not that's, your that's address. That's inappropriate. Yeah, I want Name address, Name of your first phone board. number, birth date. Do I want my social security <laughs> number, yeah. too? Blood type. Well, I may be um, Fingerprint. <laughs> all of that. I don't have any fingerprints. I wear rubber gloves. Have, well, come on. That's fair. No, I just want to say, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Good. Yeah, you uh, do a good job, and you know, I'm, I'm happy you're all you know, comfortable in yourselves and... 
you know, bringing this awareness to all the other people out there. Also, thank you to our lovely audio guy. He um, puts in painstaking, painstaking. Wow, I can't say to anything today. Hey, Siri. Just kidding. Um, thank you for all your editing and um, editing all of the faux pas that um, happen once in a while. No problem. <laughs> You're not welcome, Siri. And this has been Room. <laughs> All right. And wow. then um, if you're looking for us, uh, there's a few ways you can find us. Uh, we do have a website. It's just for whatitsworth.com. Rue, is the website working yet? We're still working on it, but okay. we'll get there eventually. It's a process. So excuse our uh, uh, in-progress construction on the site. Um, you can also find us on Twitter and Telegram. Um, both are just under for what it's worth. Uh, we do have a Telegram channel if you want to um, get into that and be able to talk with others. How do you get into um, the Telegram channel? What you need to do is contact one of us. Um, you can just contact, contact, con- wow. Oh, geez. Contact all of us at Wine Red, Wine Red Fox. <laughs> uh, just let us know you want in on the channel and we can get you there. Um, or you can email us. Um, you can reach the cast in general at cast at forwhatitsworth.com. Or you can reach us individually, um, such as Rue. Are you Rue or Ruchi? I'm Rue at forwhatitsworth.com. And then we've got me, Sammy, at forwhatitsworth.com. And click at forwhatitsworth.com. And then there's Voss at forwhatitsworth.com. Yeah, we've even got Voss. Yeah. So if you've got any, you know... If audio you, engineering questions, maybe he'll help you out. I don't know. That's up to him. So I do want to bring up one quick thing with our email. We accidentally ran into a situation where um, all of your guys' emails started going into our spam because um, we ended up tweeting at twi- tweeting at out. Um, our email. our email address and so therefore all of the bots started going crazy with us and so we marked some of them as spam in hopes to you know stop that from happening and then what ended up happening is all the listener emails um, especially if you, you haven't emailed us um, in the past started going into the spam folder so if we have missed anybody's emails the spam folder only holds things within for 30 days. So if you sent us something and you're like, oh man, those for what it's worth people, they're terrible. They're a bunch of assholes. I know. <laughs> Please resend your email and we'll make sure to read it. Yeah, that was our bad. So yeah, well, we're trying to check our spam folder <laughs> more. Um, but you can also, if you don't want to email... Um, you can also send us a voice message like Nacho did. Um, you can do that on, at SpeakPipe. It's just speakpipe.com slash F-W-I-W. And you can send us an audio file that we'd be more than happy to to play out for everybody. Hey, Click, do we have a marketing director? What's that? Uh, yeah, we don't have a marketing <laughs> director. How do people find out about our show? Um, we just told you. Well, like, what's our form of marketing that we currently... Word of mouth. <laughs> if you like the show, tell somebody. I mean, really, that's that's kind of how it works. 
with any podcast, but especially with this one. You know, so if you like what you hear and and you want to spread it around, tell somebody. You know, get them listening. If you have a, a topic that we've covered that you think they would like, you know, point them our way. All right. Um, let's see. I think that's about it. Well, we're about done on this one, but next episode... Are we going to be doing that subject, or are we waiting? Oh, we will be. Okay. The next episode will be um, doing protogens. Uh, so if you are interested in learning about protogens, or you have some specific questions, or, or you are a protogen and wish to educate the rest of us, <laughs> I am just confused. Please feel free to send us content. So on that note, this has been Rue and Sammy and Click and Barnaby. And you've been listening to For For What What It's It's Worth. Worth.